Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, October the 21st, and welcome to the Cold Hard Truth. Um, I had a, um, I spent some time with the Lord this morning, and I had, um, I stumbled upon a scripture. Isn't it always funny how it's like in your reading, or this kind of is how it works for me. It's like in your reading, obviously, you you think about the last thing that you read and, and stuff like that. But for me, over the past few days, it's just been like um, I'm getting, you know, I'm reading the Bible. And then and, and I don't really plan on, I don't guess I've really, I don't really have a plan. I just kind of, you know, I usually read Psalms, Proverbs, some other things. But if something really you know, jumps in my spirit or or catches my attention, I kind of stop and take some time and just dwell on it, think about it, meditate on it, all that stuff. And so I read this scripture this morning, and I think I want to, I just kind of want to share it with the listeners on the podcast, because I feel like it'll help everybody on the podcast in a tremendous, tremendous way. And so um, Proverbs, in Proverbs 15, there's a scripture, and it reads, um, it reads like this. I I think it reads like this. It's it's the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. I think that's right. I think that's Proverbs fifteen, uh, thirty three. Um, I think I read that th- this morning. I read that for sure. Not. I think I read that, but this morning I read that, and so, um, I kind of want to talk about in a way as leaders in whatever you're doing in your life. Um, by definition, leadership is defi- defined as influence. And so I believe that everyone influences somebody. You have influence in someone's life. And so before honor comes humility. Um, before honor comes humility. I want to talk about that just really quickly, and then um, I'm going to jump off here. So um, there, I, I kind of done a little study on it this morning. And I want to come at it from two perspectives, surface level, leadership-wise. And then I want to go into a little deeper biblical understanding and meaning of that. And so um, if you want to receive honor, you must be willing to humble yourself unto God. Um, they're, they're, um, I guess probably in the 90s. I wasn't even saved in the 90s, um, but this is kind of what I... Um, have come across, read all this stuff. There was a big demand that everyone honor everybody, and it was it, it ended up being with great and pure intentions, but it ended up going south very quickly. Um, and so, what what ended up happening is people are just honoring people, and they don't mean it in their heart. And so, they're saying it with their mouth, and they don't mean it down inside. And I think you can kind of get to a dangerous place when you're ever, um, you know saying things out of your mouth that you don't mean and being forced to say things that you don't mean, um, especially, um, you know, especially if you, you know, if you're from the South, like I am, you know, you've probably heard this more than, more than one time, say what you mean, mean what you say. That was kind of a core value in my house. And so, um, I asked the Lord if I, if I ever carry dishonor in my heart towards someone, I asked the Lord to kind of rem- remove that and grow me up and mature me and get that out of my heart so that I can honor them like 
I'm supposed to. And I think it's it's very good to be vulnerable um, as it pertains to that because I think some people are just like, oh, well, I honor everybody that's walking on God's green earth. And the reality is, is you don't. You do not. And so, um, you know, if, you're, if you deal with, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't really fully honor that person. I don't. I don't honor that person. Number one, just be aware that you can't have what they have until you begin to honor them. Um, and then number two, it's better that you that you ask the Lord to deal with that stuff and you take that before the Lord and deal with that stuff in your heart because if not, it will eat you alive. Trust me, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. But I want to talk about it just from a leadership side and then we'll go to a, a spiritual side if you want to receive honor from your people, you need to be humble enough to for them to say, oh, this person is an honorable person. You need to be humble so that they will actually honor you because this is what happens. Um, honor is celebrating, calling out the best, you know, all that stuff. One of the best books I've ever read on honor is A Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. It's very powerful, very, um, very... Um, informative, I think, of what the what honor should look like and what it is and what it's not. And so, you know, something that I've kind of learned um, over the past probably six or seven years, and even looking back before, is that nobody carries honor in their heart towards prideful people. And if you're a prideful person, it's going to be hard for you to rally a group of people around you to lead anybody um, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. The, the sphere of influence that you have will go down tremendously because nobody wants to honor a prideful person because they don't think that they deserve it. Even though it may not be right that they don't want to, that they don't want to honor that person, and call out the best in that person, they still don't want to do it. And so if you want to receive honor, if you want to receive honor in whatever shape, form, or fashion in your life, you need to be a humble person. And I don't mean be a passive person. That's not what I mean. Because I think a lot of times we see passive as humble, and that's not always the case. I know a lot of passive people who, you know, if you if you talk to them about anything other than what they believe or any other ideas than what they have, they are just totally turned off to the fact of what you're even saying. And it's it's weird to me. I am not a very... Um, passive person by nature. I think it's probably because of um, a lot of the way that I grew up. I was just taught to go get it, go be aggressive, go get what you want, all that stuff. Um, And in that, that can come across as prideful to people sometimes. And so a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm checking myself to making sure I'm not sliding down that slope of becoming prideful. Or when I accomplish a task, I am always checking myself and making sure, hey, don't slide down this slope of becoming prideful because it's so easy to do. Um, but also, let's 
let's not mistake being passive for being humble. Being humble is a totally different a totally different ball game. It's 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 one of the things that says in your heart you truly believe that God is getting glory for whatever you're doing and you're not. And so I went through a process of about two years and uh my youth pastor uh Dustin Dustin Atkins can probably attest to this. I went through a process of about two years of God just breaking me and molding me, mostly through Dustin's words of being arrogant and prideful. And I think it's it's important that you have someone in your life that you know that loves you and cares about the longevity of your um, especially if you're called to ministry, of your ministry, of your leadership, of your influence, to tell you, hey, like this is coming across as prideful. Maybe you want to take this before the Lord and see what he says. And then most of the time when he would tell me to do that, I would take it before the Lord and be like, yeah, you're, you're a prideful little, little slime bag. I'm totally joking. God did not say that. Totally joking. Um, but it's kind of the, uh, you know, God did not say that to me. God doesn't speak like that. If, if that, that should not be your view of God. Most of the time, I, I took it before the Lord and like, Lord, um, I'm taking this pride before you. And it's a very welcoming, like, thank God that, you know, you notice this in yourself. Now let me fix this. Let me grow you up. And here is what I learned. In the times where you can be most prideful, um, in, let me let me say this, in, in God breaking you from being a prideful person, you will have every opportunity to be prideful. It's kind of like patience. When you pray for patience, like you're going to be waiting, you know. And so um, I think it's important, though, that we as believers, leaders, and all that leave our pride at the door and never pick it up again because it causes us to lead in a way where people don't truly honor us, and it affects our influence and it affects our leadership. Now, something else that I wanted to dive into is the kind of the spiritual aspect of this. Now, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, whatever, I wanted to bring out this part just for you this morning. And so one of the things that this, one of the ways that this reads in the original kind of text, it reads like this. This is the best way that I found that puts it. The source of revelation and knowledge is found as you fall in surrender before the Lord. Don't expect to see the glory, the Shekinah glory, until the Lord sees your humility. Don't expect to see the glory of God until God sees that you are a humble person. Here's what I've here's what I've learned. False humility leads to false honor. And where honor is not, a culture of honor cannot be developed. Honor is making sure that greatness is called out in everyone around you. Now, how does that pertain to what I just read? I think that we've entered a time in the body of Christ that is so weird to me. And it, it, it has been more weird than it is now before. And just thank God that, like, thank God. I, 
I didn't get sucked into the trap of believing something. But it's it's some weird thing like the 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 level of your awareness for darkness for some reason it does not make you a more spiritual Christian. The level of your awareness for the devil does not make you a more spiritual Christian. I have a lot of thoughts on what I think about your your awareness for darkness and the devil and things of that nature, but it does not make you more spiritual, and it does not make you have a, a higher grade of discernment. It does not make you prophetic. It does not make you anything other than aware of the devil. And so when you are aware of the enemy more than you are aware of heaven, God doesn't get any glory for that. If you want to walk in and see the glory of God, the awareness of heaven has to be at the forefront of your mind at all times. You being focused on darkness does not give God glory. You being aware of darkness does not give God glory. And so it's amazing to me that we preach the scriptures, you are a light, you are the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden, and then we feel the need to call out all the all the rulers and principalities of darkness in prayer. Prayer is not you rebuking things all the time. It's it's not. It's you going and getting before God, seeing what God has to say, and partnering with what God has to say in the earth. That's what prayer is. It's you listening more than it is you speaking. And so I think what happens is we get this heightened sense and this awareness of darkness. And what happens, this is what happens. When we do this, we become prideful. Watch, I'm telling you. If you have ever said, oh my gosh, I have found out what the enemy is doing. There's this sense of pride that leaps up in your heart. And I would just caution you to watch that. Um, it's very, it can be detrimental to your influence, to your to your people, for one, because you're teaching them to think on darkness and instead of heaven, and it's weird. Um, God doesn't get any glory for that. And so, the last thing that I wanted to say is false humility also leads to a false glory. It leads to a counterfeit version of what God has actually designed you for. God has not designed you for hell. God has designed you for heaven, and He's designed you to host heaven not hell. And when you become more aware, when you become more aware of hell than you do heaven in a spiritual sense, when you become more aware of hell than you do heaven, and when you become more infatuated with the things of darkness than you do the things of God, for some reason, I don't know, and, and I'm saying this from experience because I've been here, I've, I was taught before, recognize all the things of darkness and all this. And I, slowly but surely, one day I'm just realized, like, I'm stressed out all the time. And I am heavy all the time. And that is the opposite of what Jesus promised that I had. Come, 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 come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And so the rest is what you should live in, resting in the fact of what Jesus did on the cross, Resting in the fact that God wants you to rest. Number one, read the entire book of Hebrews. And don't be infatuated with the things of darkness. It's weird. It's just weird. And when I say the things of darkness, I'm not saying that you are you are infatuated with 
actual things of darkness. I'm saying that the believer gets infatuated with calling the things of darkness out. Here's what I know. If you are a light, if you are a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden, that's the brightness that God says that that you have. I don't know if you've ever flown into Las Vegas at night, but it's it's all of a sudden you come over a mountain and then boom, everything just lights up. That's kind of what I think about a city. Um, well, it's not really on a hill. It's kind of in a in a desert, but a city that cannot be hidden. When you walk into a room, you don't have to start identifying everything that's wrong. You just let your light be the standard from that point, and everybody's attention goes away from darkness and onto you because that has become the standard now. And so it's not your job to call everybody out. It's not your job to rebuke everything that walks. It's your job to live as a believer, as a humble believer that's, that's different than the rest of everything around them. And, and if you do that, honor will come to you. People will honor you. People will respect you. People will follow you. People will trust what you have to say, and you will be influential in your world. And so I just wanted to drop that on you guys this morning, just some thoughts that I had, and I'm excited to kind of get the podcast back rolling. Um, If you wouldn't mind, give this a share on your social media. Um, This is season two, episode two, and uh, thank you for listening to The Cold Hard Truth. Have a great Monday, and I will be on here later this week or next week. See you guys.